Super Bowl is in the books, people. We've been doing this since the wild card round. Y'all know who it is. It's Jav Car Sessions on Blog Talk Radio, Facebook Live. And we witnessed the classic last night. You know, let me set the mood. Y'all know I like a little mood music as I ride out with y'all. Uh, let me get the sound right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what we think? What we thinking, people? What we thinking right now? Hmm? Saw a great game. Well, not even a great game. We saw a great quarter. First three quarters of the game, had my hand on the remote. I hedged on turning the channel, but the sports fan in me kind of held back because I felt as though just watching the game over years, something could have played out, something could have transpired that would have made the game somewhat exciting, and it played out that way. But before we get into analysis, reaction, things of that nature, there's a lot of angry people out here right now, a lot of... Angry Falcons fans. Or were they really Falcons fans? I feel as though there's not that many Falcon fans, but more so a lot of Patriots haters. I looked on all my social media websites and all I saw were memes and posts and pics of people who don't care about the Falcons. But they definitely cared to watch a Super Bowl to see the Patriots lose. I know I probably came off as a Patriot fan at some point or the other, you know, because I respect history. I respect greatness. I, You know, if you watch sports and you don't have an appreciation for what Belichick and what Brady do on a year in and year out basis. Once again, I'm going to reiterate this for people that I've said it in the past. They've been doing this since I was a teenager. I'm in my 30s now. You understand? <laughs> I'm in my 30s now. And they still doing it the same way they was doing it when I was a teenager. I don't want to hear about, you know, all these gates and this, that, and the fourth and whatever the case may be. The fact remains is, is that since 2001, it is now 2017. These men have been playing for championships with the exception of maybe two or three seasons here or there where they weren't in the discussion for whatever reason. So that being said, you got to put some respect on the Patriots. If you're not putting no respect on the Patriots organization as a whole after last night and the, and the other years of excellence, you're just a hater. You understand? You're, you're just a hater. And you know what? To the people who are upfront about their hate, I respect it. To the Jet fans who hate the Patriots, you know, who were posted on the book last night and on Twitter and on Instagram, shut up. You know, your team was never any good. It's not like the Jets were good and the Jets were playing for championships with the exception of maybe, what, maybe a couple of years here or there when Rex Ryan first pulled up on the scene and y'all were kind of relevant. Y'all thought y'all were bigger than a bigger deal than the Giants. But for all intents and purposes, the Jets, much like the Knicks, are irrelevant. So you can't talk about a championship caliber team and getting salty that they're winning on the time when your team is trash. You understand what I'm saying? To the people who get mad that the Patriots win all the time, maybe you should be mad at your team for not winning enough. You ever thought about that? Oh, they win all the time. Oh, the Patriots win. So you cheer for the Giants, you cheer for the Bengals, the Raiders, the Broncos, whoever your teams are, they don't win enough. Why don't you boo your squad? Do it like Nick Fairs is doing mellow on Saturday night. Boo your squad. Don't get mad at the Patriots 
you know, for winning all the time. Hey, if the Patriots were my squad, if the Patriots were whatever team I was sharing for, your squad, you would love them because they won all the time. The object of sports, you know, you play professionally, you get paid millions of dollars, you get broadcast on all these networks for billions of dollars, which it generates in revenue. The object of it all is to win the championship. That's what the Patriots do. Am I right or am I wrong? If, it's the, if, the, if the whole purpose of playing professional sports, they have a league, right? There's a trophy they give you, right? It's to win a championship. You should respect the fact that they're the only team that repeatedly, regularly goes in for a championship. Like, what's the hate about? Oh, they cheated. Oh, they did that. Hey. Hey, man. If, if, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? You know, they had a dude on my Facebook last night. As soon as the game is over, he wants to talk about the Patriot system, Spygate, Deflategate, this, that, and the fourth. And I'm like, the game just ended. We just saw this man get, get treated like a ragdoll, Tom Brady, in the first half. He stood up for the entire game. Was down 28-3, to right? It was about maybe four minutes left in the, in the third quarter. And they were down 28-3 before they finally got a touchdown. Then the kicker missed the extra point. Nothing was seeming to go right for them. But by the end of the night, he's the champion. And you want to talk about systems? And you want to talk about gates from the past? Bruh, man. You lose a perspective. Even with all of those things that you can hold against them, the fact remains is that forget the other four championships. The fact remains is last night, there was no allegations of any kind of cheating. There was, there was no kind of controversy surrounding the team. There was no deflated footballs. There was no recorded practices. There was none of that. They were just another NFL team. There was no controversy surrounding them. And they were down 25 points. And they won the championship. What, you, like, what, what, what else is there to talk about after that? What, what else? You want to be salty? You want to be my man in belly? Oh, I don't like that. You want to eat your banana and be mad? Like, my, my man. Come on. Eat your banana quietly. Right? Go somewhere else with that. As, as Hove would say, go play somewhere. I'm busy. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't we don't we don't got time for the saltiness after we witness history. If the NFL was a side-scrolling video game, I said this to y'all before. And this was like Streets of Rage or Double Dragon or any of them other games where it's scrolling on the side and you gotta be the boss at the end of each stage, right? Belichick and Brady, right? All the bosses of the NFL, regardless of, of when you play them, whether it's the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, every team that has done anything relevant in the past 15 years has had to deal with the Patriots. And we want to talk about Gates? We've never seen this before. Jordan retired. He won three, came back, won another three. He didn't do this for... I was about to curse. You saw that, right? He didn't do this for 15 years straight. He took time off. He lost. He, he, he got beat by other legends. We've seen it. Every time Peyton Manning had to win a championship or even play in the Super Bowl, he had to deal with Tom Brady in the conference championship game, right? Joe Flacco had to deal with Tom Brady in a, in a conference championship game. You know what I'm saying? Every, ben Roethlisberger, all, all the, all the name names quarterbacks of the AFC had to deal with Tom Brady in a championship game. The NFC teams, Eli Manning's two chips came along, came with beating the Patriots. And even in those games, Tom Brady drove his team down the field at some point or the other 
and had a lead in the fourth. Tom Brady doesn't play defense. So how can you hold those two losses against him? As bad as he might have played against the Giants in both of those games, he sucked up all the damage he took and took him down the field. He took him down the field. Randy Moss caught the touchdown. That could have been a game-winning touchdown if Asante Sanyu would have intercepted the ball. It, the Giants came out fast the second down they played, but the Patriots made adjustments, and they had a lead. Tom Brady missed a throw to West Walker. You could have said would have decided the game, but we'll never know. But the fact remains was that the Patriots had a lead, and the Giants had to go down the field and win the game. Not the, It ain't like he threw an interception. He didn't throw an interception to lose the game. The fact remains is that he had a lead, he let his team down the field multiple times, and he lost because Eli Manning, at the end of the day, made more plays, Tyree, Manningham, the list goes on. The Seattle Seahawks game, you know, Seahawks are roughing them up, even with, even with all the injuries to their secondary, they were still roughing them up, you know, but what the fact amazes is that in the fourth quarter, two touchdown drives, he did that. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that in that game, right, for whatever reason, the Seahawks thought that they could single cover Gronk with a linebacker. But y'all want to talk about who was injured and, and, and Richard Sherman was hurt and this guy, Cam Chancellor, was hurt and, and, and Earl Thomas was hurt. Schematically speaking, Tom Brady took advantage of the fact that they wanted to be stupid enough to put a linebacker on Gronk. But you want to talk about who was hurt. Nah, man. Put some respect on Tom Brady. So, we, we, we did the whole spiel Patriots, haters, things of that nature. At the end of every round of the playoffs, as y'all have seen, I've had a drink for the salty losers. It was the Giants. It was the Cowboys. It was the teams in the conference championship games who all took salty L's. And for the Patriots, haters, and the so-called Falcon fans, I have a drink for you. The Super Bowl was in Texas. This drink resonates with the culture of Texas. Gold Cuervo. Yes, you need some tequila to soak down that loss. You were up 25 points in the fourth quarter. This episode of Car Sessions is brought to you by Jose Cuervo Gold. I've had some rough nights with this Gold Cuervo. And if my team was up 25 points in the fourth quarter, excuse me, in the second half, and didn't win the championship, this will be my night would look like. Gold Cuervo. Mark, I know you were talking about the Svetka, but nah, man. I need, I need, I need to forget whatever happened the night before. Svetka ain't doing that for me, brother. I need some Gold Cuervo. So Patriots haters, Gold Cuervo, take it back straight. Don't even make a margarita. Don't make no kind of nice little drink. Just pour it in the shot glass and take it to the head. Uh, the drink, you know, I'm pretty sure I saw a video with Bow Wow. He damn near was crying in the stands. He needed some Gold Cuervo. He needed to drink this full bottle. Drink it until about halfway. Because, you know, you don't want to get alcohol poisoning or anything like that. But, yeah, Gold Cuervo for the Patriot haters and, and a few the, the minuscule alleged Falcon fans out there. It's like five of y'all, you know. Gold Cuervo. All right, let's talk some football now. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, Ciroc is nice. So I, I did the Ciroc a couple of weeks ago. I did the Apple, so, you know, I, I ain't want to bring the Ciroc back. Um, let's talk a little football. You know, I, I had some debates already, already. They, they, some people with this foolishness about the game was fixed and, oh, they just stopped playing and, whatever the case may be, and I had to ask him a simple question. What game were they watching? I'm confused. Don't get me wrong. A couple of the Patriots drives, they stalled out. 
but the Patriots really didn't have much problem moving the ball against the Falcons. The Patriots had a problem playing against themselves. Both of their turnovers was inside the 30-yard line, going down the field for a touchdown, or at least a field goal. Tom Brady missed the throw. My man was supposed to throw to, to Welker. He threw it to Amendola and went for a pick six. We saw that foolish fumble by LeGarrette Blunt. But those are drives where they were moving the ball. You know? So to say that the Falcons stopped playing miraculously, you weren't paying attention to the game. The Patriots were always moving the ball against them. They didn't have a problem moving the ball. They had a problem not playing a clean game. I posted on Facebook that they sent their stud doubles. Because I'm like, I, I'm seeing guys dropping passes. Uh... Julian Edelman, one of the most sure-handed wide receivers in the game, dropping passes where he could have gone for like 20 yards after the catch. You're seeing these things happen, and we're watching the game like, yo, what team is this? What team is this? A couple of a couple of tough penalties that kill drives as well. But once they basically cleaned up their own act, the Falcons had no answers for them. The only thing that the Falcons did consistently, consistently in that game, up until the, the Patriots made an adjustment, was get after the quarterback. Two of their drives... They, they scored 14 on their own, but they also have 14 points off of turnovers. And essentially, they only scored three touchdowns on the game. Because remember, there was a pick six involved in that, right? So you can't say that they played this impressive offense and then they just stopped playing. Not at all. The Patriots did something on defense that is still not being talked about a lot. They took away the middle of the field in terms of the running game. They stretched out everything and forced the Falcons to run on the perimeter. So that means that on second and short... When they tried to run up the middle, they got stuffed. So now they have to throw the ball on third and short because they have no confidence that they can stretch at the defense and get one yard via the perimeter. This is why they were throwing the ball late in the game, which led to the sack and then the holding penalty that changed the whole complexion of the game. Nobody want to talk about that. They want, they want to bash Matt Ryan and bash the coach. Nah. The Patriots figured out that the middle of their O-line was where the weak point was and forced everything to the outside. And like I told y'all two weeks ago, you're not going to see Malcolm Butler on Julio Jones. They're going to put their number two cornerback and a safety over the top. And that safety number 30, whoever his name, that's not McCordy. Whoever number 30 was took a couple of bad angles. A couple of those angles that he took, which led to Julio Jones' completions, were the reason those were completions. If you're supposed to be in true double coverage, why are you biting on the routes the way you were? Let the cornerback do his job, and he's going to funnel you into the, the double coverage. On that last spectacular catch he took, the safety got completely turned all the way around. As you can see, I'm going off subject here, but I'm just trying to show you all that. There's a lot of little things, a lot of little nuances of that game that nobody was talking about. Had a conversation also that my man is like, oh, how come they couldn't get after Tom Brady anymore? They were sacking him or they were getting pressure on him. That's because the, the ends, the right tackles on the right tackle and the left tackle on each side were allowing the ends of the Falcons to go up the field. They realized that they couldn't block him straight up, so they were using the speed of the edge rushes against them so that Tom Brady could step up in the pocket and make his throws. Because once they started to release and let them run up the field, as you notice, as Tom Brady's drops started getting less and less. Even when he was in the shotgun, he wasn't taking too many steps backwards. He was catching it, maybe taking a step or two back, and then stepping up into the pocket after the ends were rushing up the field. They used their speed against them. The Patriots made adjustments. The Falcons didn't make any adjustments. The Falcons weren't even on the field offensively enough to make said adjustments. Basically, another little nugget, the Patriots offense was on the field much of the game. We can't be that surprised that they came back. They controlled the game. They did that. So instead of harping on, oh, they were down this and they choked. Nah, 
Maybe it was a choke, and maybe the deep the defense could have done little things here or there. Of course, they could have, but at the end of the day, I feel as though because they never really got into rhythm, they being the Falcons, the coaching staff of the Falcons ended up becoming more spectators than coaches because they never got into their usual coaching rhythm. Remember, the Falcons are a team that controls the offense. They're on the field more. The defense is not used to being on the field that much. They ho- Everything about them got discombobulated because they were in a position they have not been in in weeks, maybe months. Just look at the stats. Look at the time of possession. Look at the, I think the, the Patriots doubled the amount of plays that they ran on offense compared to the Falcons. They had a game plan that was a four-quarter game plan. Did they, did they anticipate turnovers and looking crazy at certain points? Absolutely not. Nobody anticipates turnovers when you, when you talk about the Patriots. But what they anticipated was exhausting the defense of the Falcons, being on the field more offensively than the Falcons, or keep that offense off the field. Once they stopped shooting themselves in the foot, they took the game. They took the game completely. All of us knew when they won that coin toss for overtime, it was game over. They controlled the game. They made the necessary adjustments. Atlanta Falcons became spectators. I saw a couple of times. They did. I know y'all saw it too. They, had, they did close-ups on the players' faces for the Falcons on defense. They didn't look like they had any fire in their eyes. They look. You saw them looking around, staring into the distance of doing that thing with most players. They breathing hard, and they just staring straight. They weren't in the game anymore. Their heart were t- was taken. It was over. It was over. Sad to say it. It is what it is. The Patriots took their heart. Honestly, I believe that they took their heart when they got to 28-20. to 20. It was just a matter of happenstance. None of us knew. None, none of us believed that when they had to go 91 yards to win the game, that the Patriots weren't going to go 91 yards to win the game. None of us believed that they were going to get stopped because we saw we saw the fire that the Falcons was playing. It was gone. We saw them staring into the distance. We saw that everything the Patriots was doing was working. We also saw another nugget that nobody's talking about. The pa- all right, the Patriots did adjust right. And they were, let, they were letting the, the, the DNs of the Falcons release up the field so that they couldn't get the Brady around the edge. But if if the Patriots are doing that, and this is why I'm saying the Falcons coaches became spectators, why would you play two deep safeties and not bring some additional pressure? They were doing foolish just like playing a staggered line. You have you have two, you have the D tackle, two D tackles and a DN to one side, a gap, and then a DN to the other side. And they were doing that religiously. As opposed to, all right, they're releasing the DS up the field. We need to bring pressure up the middle. They didn't blitz. They, you will see a safety cheat up and then go back and they were going too deep. So I remember my man Derek Carter, I'm in the sports group, sportstalk.com. He thought they were playing prevent because they were kind of playing a soft coverage. But really and truly, it was a too deep look and, and the pressure just wasn't getting there anymore. They were, but well, y'all not paying attention to Falcons. Tom Brady, all his deep passes were fluttering. They got they went they decided to stop throwing the ball deep. Everything was 15 yards and under. Yeah. That's why I'm like, instead of spectating coaches of the Falcons, make adjustments. Alright, we can't get there with four anymore. Let's bring five. Let's bring six. Maybe even bring seven. The whole object of defending Tom Brady is to do what, y'all? Get him out of his rhythm. If you sack him, great. But if you get him out of his rhythm and you knock the timing off of these routes, that is your best chance to beat. The Patriots, the Giants have proven it twice. The, pa- the, the Falcons have proven it for two and a half quarters. But then once the Patriots adjusted, and that's something they didn't do, they learned from the Giants. 
because they didn't do that against the Giants. They weren't letting guys like OCU, Minora, Strahan, Tuck, uh, JPP go up the field and let Brady stand in the pocket. They never made that adjustment. They learned from their errors, right? And let's let's talk about that last possession with the Falcons. If the Falcons um, have the ball late, he makes a spectacular catch, he being Julio Jones. Why are we not running the ball? I know I'm saying schematically they didn't trust the run to get the short yardage. But forget scheme for a second. All of us here, we're spectators, we're fans. We know one thing when our team has the lead late in the game. What we want to do, run the clock. So even if it doesn't work, and this is the whole thing with Kyle Shanahan, like if I'm the 49ers, I'm already looking at him sideways. So you decide that you want to get cute in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl? Even if it doesn't work, at the very least, you want to kill the clock. Shanahan, when you get to San Francisco, I'm pretty sure the 49ers are going to have a bottle of gold quiver waiting for you too. Because what are you doing? Run the ball anyway. So what? It doesn't work. You don't, at, at the very least, you stay in field goal range and you give it to your team a chance to go up 10. If they go up 10 or 11, excuse me, the game is over. Run the ball. It's like Kyle Shanahan became uh, my man Tom Coughlin for getting how to coach in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm taking a shot at Coughlin. I don't care. So, Mr. Shanahan, when you get to San Francisco, go Cuervo. Little little things of that nature, man. You know? That's the things that decide the game. You don't attack the A-gap of Brady after the edge rush isn't there. You play a two-deep safety look. You go into a soft zone. You give him a lot of pockets to find open receivers. We, we saw him go to the sidelines, right? We Little, little basic stuff. Right, I'm going to put Edelman in motion so I can see if it's man coverage, then we're going to attack the man coverage. How many times you got to see them do that before you adjust, Falcons? How many times? How many times? This is like Madden. If I'm playing against my homeboy... And I see that I'm running the dive play, and he can't stop it. I'm going to keep running the dive play. It's going to keep working, right? That didn't account for number 28, 14 catches for 110 yards? I said to y'all two weeks ago, Falcons, you have to account for everybody on the Patriots roster. Not just the 11 that gets most of the burn. Everybody on the roster. I, there was too many times that that dude, I forget his name right now because I don't pay attention to him much on the Patriots. Maybe, Frankie, you joined me. You could tell me with the name of that running back who had 14 catches for 110 yards. 14 catches. Maybe after the fifth catch, you look, you look at your, your assistant uh, defensive coordinator. If you are decoded, he'd be like, wait a minute. Who is that guy? We need to stop him. Every time he got the ball, every time he got the ball, it was at least five yards around him. Every catch he made was in space. James White, thank you, Frankie. James White. Even if you don't know his name, Quinn, head coach, defensive guru, shouldn't you be screaming out, somebody get 28? No? You just let 28 body you repeatedly? That's called cheesing in fighting game language. I'm going to keep tripping you till I win because you can't stop the trip and you refuse to block. Dan Quinn. Fourteen catches for 110 yards. How much more times did he need? Did he need to get 20 before you decided to figure him out? Account for everybody. If you the rush can't get there with four, bring five, bring six, bring seven. There's no reason why you should be playing a two deep safety look with a quarterback who's shown you multiple times in the game that he can't throw deep. 
A few of those passes, Brady looked like Chan Pennington. They were floaters. They were no, there was no fight behind. Even the, and he was, still wasn't himself because the play that Edelman made, which was the best catch of the game, that was a terrible decision. He threw in a triple coverage to a five foot nine wide receiver. That's never a good idea. You guys, all you had to do was start bringing some blitzes. He scored twenty. Yes, Derek. He scored twenty points by himself. How much more did he need to score? That's like when Kobe dropped 81 on, 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 a, on, a, on a Raptors. They didn't even try to triple team Kobe. They didn't try to follow him hard. They just let Kobe get his buckets. I'm, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. Tom Brady wasn't on his game. Y'all playing A of getting there with four and then playing coverage stopped working. You did not adjust. You let the greatest become the greatest right before your eyes. You know, and, 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 you, and you let him take it. Some people are going to say that the Falcons choked. I'm not sure if it's necessarily a choke. I feel as though the coaching staff became spectators because they were knocked off their rhythm. The Patriots shored up the mistakes. Then the Patriots, Belichick, Matt Patricia, and, and everybody else there, Josh McDaniels, the whole the O-line coach, everybody looked around and was like, oh shit, I got a curse. Oh shit, they going to let us do this? All right, let's, let's do it, guys. There wasn't much else that the Patriots didn't do anything special. They didn't do anything special. They just realized what the Falcons was giving them, and they were not going to stop giving it to them, so they kept taking it. That's the Super Bowl in a nutshell. What This works. They're not going to stop it, and we're going to keep doing it. That's the Super Bowl in a nutshell right there, y'all. To my question about Tom Brady being the GOAT, Yes, he's the GOAT. What else do we need to talk about here? I thought he was the GOAT after he beat Seattle. To me, this just this, this locks it in. Tom Brady never has to play football a day in his life after last night. He never has to play. He never has to play. You saw the look on Roger Goodell's face when he shook his hand? That's, that's vindication for Tom Brady. He never has to play a day in his life ever again. Even if the Falcons assisted in, in, in his performance, he was getting rocked. He was like, you know, Max Kellerman's been saying he's going off a cliff. He looked like he was going off the cliff last night, right? Missing throws, underthrowing things, overthrowing things. Should have thrown like four interceptions. But when it was all said and done, when it was money time, when ISIS kidnapped his family, and they was like, yo, you got to come back for 25 down to get your family back. He did that. Would you want anybody else in that position? I wouldn't even take Aaron Rodgers in that position. Aaron Rodgers was down damn near the same amount of points in the NFC Championship game. You saw it on his face. He checked out. Tom Brady never checked out of that game. You saw the look at every drive, even, even when it was going slow. And as a lot of y'all was watching that game, was wondering why they weren't speeding up. Even uh, I think Troy Aikman was wondering why. It goes back to the point that Brady, Belichick, McDaniels, they all understood what the Falcons were doing. And they knew that they didn't need X amount of time to get points. The only bad decision I believe they made was an onside kick. All they needed to do was continue to get stops, which they did. Let's not, let's not act like the Falcons were going up and down the field. They were getting stops. They were getting a lot of stops. They had a few three and outs. They had a few sacks. They made plays on defense. They, they, they had the biggest play of the game, which was a sack fumble. That's the Patriots defense. Essentially, all Brady needed to do was be Brady and, and realize that the Falcons needed a drink. Maybe if they would have all took a shot at halftime when Lady Gaga was performing, they probably would have been better off in the second half. Because even when you think about it, 
they had that one good possession where they scored a touchdown and make it 28 to 3 but the Patriots did get their three and out that they needed to get to start the second half it's not it, they just couldn't they they got the three and out they had a great punt return by Edelman and they just could not get out of their way y'all can't show me anything that indicates that the Falcons handed them the game in terms of choking to me the Patriots just kept chopping away stop stepping stop stubbing a toe on the table and they did what they needed to do, and they won. Tom Brady's the GOAT. He solidified it for the rest of y'all who don't want to believe, and y'all want to keep talking to me about Gates and who didn't play on one particular night. I don't care. He's the GOAT. Seven Super Bowl appearances, five championships. The two Super Bowls he lost had nothing to do with him because he had a senior position in both of those. Everybody in this, everybody in this league got to go, got to deal with Tom Brady. If that's not the GOAT, I don't know what is. What, what more does he need to do? That's my question. What more would Tom Brady need to do after last night for y'all to say he's the GOAT? Go 102 in the Super Bowl? I don't understand. He's the GOAT. There's nothing left. Everybody in this conference has to deal with him on a year-to-year basis. Teams, when y'all get in the Super Bowl, y'all got to deal with him. Y'all got y'all to basically, you know when y'all got roaches and you spray him with, with the raid and he's still alive? You got you to gotta spray him with raid, step on him, step on him again, get the paper towel, then flush him down the toilet. That's the only way you're going to know he's dead. To the Falcons, the players, I don't think the players show. I don't blame Matt Ryan for taking What was he going to do? He got sacked. It's not his fault Kyle Shanahan called a seven-step drop. <laughs> it's not his fault he had a seven-step drop and got sacked. He can't, you, you can't account for that. It's not his fault Devontae Freeman whiffed on the block and, and caused a sack fumble. You can't really, yeah, but take throwing the ball away, Frank. When did, if you watch that play, when did he have a chance? You had three Patriots chasing him like Simba and the Lion King. He was running for his life. He didn't have a chance to get away to throw the ball away. If anything, he would have took an intentional grounding, and you would have lost. You would have lost yardage anyway, and lost it down. It was a that was a lose lose situation for, for for Matt Ryan. So I can't step on him. I don't think they choked. I think they coaches again. I believe they coaches became spectators. They were watching greatness as opposed to counteracting greatness with schematics. If they would have just committed to blitzing late in the game, after they realized they couldn't get there off the edge and bringing the pressure up the middle, we're having a totally different conversation right now. So I don't take any respect away from the Falcons players. I take respect away from the coaches. But yeah, you take the ground, but it's still the same yardage loss, bro. Was it give or take three yards? They still had a field goal range. So I hear what you're saying, but... It's still a lost yardage, and then you and then you and then you counteract that with the massive holding penalty right behind that. Yo, he clotheslined the dude on on the back end. So at the end of the day, it's a lose lose. I can't really. I'm not. I'm not knocking any Falcons players tonight. I'm not doing that. I don't think the Falcons players choked. I don't, I don't blame Matt Ryan for that situation. I don't think Matt Ryan failed. When Matt Ryan was on the field, he played a decent game. You know, I think I think the play calling was terrible. Terrible. I'm, I'm more against the play calling than I am against the performance. I'm big on coaches putting your team in a position to win. To me, that is sports 101. If you're a head coach and you can't play, your scheme is supposed to maximize the ability of the players that you're coaching and put them in the best position to win the game. And did the, did the Falcons do that? Did the Falcons do that? The Falcons coaches staff do that? I don't think they did that. Game management was awful because as I was before you joined, I was talking about rhythm. 
The Falcons never got into any real kind of rhythm in that game. The time of possession dictates that. They were completely out of, the, out of their element in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they, they had a couple of highlight moments, but the flow of the game that they were accustomed to, they never got into that flow. You think about it. They showed you something at the end of the half when they got into the second half after the Super Bowl, long halftime, whatever. The offense hadn't been on the field over an hour and a few minutes real time. Like They never had a rhythm to that game. The Patriots offense lived on the field. They lived on the field. You know what I'm saying? So when you think about the fact that a team that's built, predicated on great play calling and rhythm, so they didn't have rhythm, and the, ri- the lack of rhythm dictated a weird set of play calling, and the fact that, that, like I said before, you're scared to run up the middle because the Patriots took away the middle. All you had to do, Shanahan, was run the ball a couple of times, take the field goal, go up 11. Game is over. Kyle Shanahan needs to just give the job back to the 49ers right now because if this is, if this is the cute stuff, this is the cute stuff he did in Washington. That got RG3 killed. If you want to talk about it, all of this is all of that cutesy cutesy stuff that he did last night is the reason RG3 has one leg right now. When RG3 got hurt and he came back and he wanted to still run the same read option they was running when he had two legs, Kyle Shanahan is one of them dudes that wasn't he wait a minute. Wasn't he the Jets O coordinator too? Doing some foolishness like this? Like I feel like he's on cuteness everywhere he's gone and he's got ran out of town everywhere he's gone. Yeah, yeah, Derek. A sack. And a terrible holding call. And then, all right, let's talk about that. Bad sack, bad holding call. We all watch football. We have sports fans. Third and 33, right? Why not call the screen pass? They could have got 15 yards. There was no Patriot in sight. McCordy and Chung were not in the view. If... At the very least, you give your, 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 uh, you give your field goal kicker a chance to kick a 50-yard field goal, maybe. All this cuteness you coming with, and you didn't even run a screen pass on 30 and 33? You tried to run an out? <laughs> At least you run a screen pass, and it gets tackled, and the clock keeps running. To me, it's a failure of leadership. To me, the Falcons coaching staff are the reason they lost that game. When the Patriots adjusted, they didn't counteract the adjustment. Take some respect off the whole Falcons coaching staff. Shout out to the Patriots coaching staff and their scheme. Even when they were on the field for Julio Jones to only have four targets. I told you Muhammad Sanu was a nobody. I told y'all that. I told y'all. Where was Muhammad Sanu last night? Did y'all see him? I didn't see him. Gabriel made a couple of plays here and there. But they did exactly what I told y'all they would do. They were going to bracket cover this guy. Minimize visible throwing lanes to him and force the other guys to beat him and really and truly they didn't do that the play calling and the lack of confidence in their playbook because of what the Patriots did to take it away is why they lost the game to me if I get to the Super Bowl doing A, B, and C I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z to win a chip I'm going to keep doing A, B, and C no take some respect off the Atlanta Falcons coaching staff I'm going to give their players a pass the masses are going to call it a choke job. You know, to me, the Golden State Warriors are now off the hook. Dan Quinn definitely did see bad plays, Frank. And that's why he should have known better. He should have known. One run, run one, one simple dive play to Marshawn Lynch, and they would have been back-to-back champions. They want to call a pick play, but they don't even have good wide receivers. That route that 83 ran on that pick play was so atrocious. I could have jumped that route and won the Super Bowl for the Patriots that year. But anyway... Shout out to the New England Patriots. Tom Brady is the GOAT. I don't I, y'all could y'all could comment. Y'all can say what y'all want. I'm gonna that that's my opinion. 
He's the goat. He's the greatest to ever do it. To me, the only other football player who could stand next to Tom Brady is Jerry Rice at this point in the conversation. Jerry Rice is the only other dude who could stand next to Brady. Brady's the goat. Belichick is the goat too. He, he need he need to have his own football video game. We need to start playing Belichick NFL football or something. Um, and let's see what happens next year. I don't think the Falcons will be back here next year. Not at all. Most teams that lose the Super Bowl, they 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 don't show back up. Unless you're the Patriots, you know, and you get to the conference championship game or something. But I don't expect to see the Falcons back here next year. People talking about they got the talent and this and that, but they're losing their play calling. As much as he got cute, much of the season he caught some really great plays. So I don't think they'll be back here next year. Who I think will be back here next year? Giants. We got the parts. Let's get some O-lines. Let's make it happen. But, yo, Patriots haters, I know you're watching. Here you go. Drink it up. Drink it up. The Giants will be back. People who are still tuning in right now, do me the solid. I forgot to tell you at the top of the show. Share this with your people. Share it with your sports fans. We all watch the Super Bowl. We all sports fans. Yeah, I know y'all can trust my opinion. My opinion. I'm not going to have y'all looking crazy sharing my shit. Yes. I'm a little, I'm, a, I'm using some profanity tonight. Whatever. It's the end of the football season. Um. Uh, NBA time, y'all. And for the baseball fans, I'll sneak in some baseball here or there. But I got some things coming. Um, the YouTube channel is up, but it's real janky right now. So don't don't pay attention to the look of it. The YouTube channel is up. I'm going to have some things coming for you. I'm going to have some surprises coming for you. But I'm going to have some real content separate from what I do here on the YouTube channel. I'm trying to expand this whole deal. Uh, but it's coming, man. Stay with me. It's Car Sessions. I'm out. <laughs>